The Giants season is slipping away quickly. Big Blue left Miami, black and blue, losing 31-16 to and losing Daniel Jones as he left the game with a neck injury. How bad has it got for this team? Are they toast? We react to the Giants falling to 1-4 and four and where the heck they go from here. It's next on a post-game Blue Rush podcast from the New York Post. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast for the New York Post. I'm Giants Super Bowl champ Brandon London, a.k.a. MC, joined by my co-host, Giants longtime beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz, and of course, our two-time Giants Super Bowl champion kicker, Lawrence Tynes is in the building. Ah, the Giants lose 31-16 in Miami to the Dolphins. They fall 1-4 on the season, and that's not looking good because they got to go all the way up to Buffalo next week. They could be 1-5. Ah, a lot of bad news coming from this game. I don't even know where to start. Paul, you're down in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale, as they say, give us something, man. What are your thoughts on it, and then we'll go from there. We'll talk about Daniel Jones and the severity of the injury, which we don't know, but a neck is not good. We'll get into that. Um, what I wrote in the post for um, for Monday's paper is, you know, the NFL is really unpredictable, isn't it? You know, you know, Buffalo goes out to London and loses to Jacksonville. You know, every week there's games where you say, man, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that performance coming. I didn't see that position group doing so well. The Giants are completely the exception to the rule. This game was, to me, textbook. They can't block. Daniel Jones can't get anything done because they can't block. They can't run without Saquon. They can't prevent big plays. I mean, everything we thought likely would happen, happened. 31-16 is a score that you would say, yeah, that sounds about right. You know what I mean? You know, so they're so predictable, predictable in a bad way. And, um, you know, that's a bad way to be, you know, when, when and I think the fans are feeling it. The expectation is we'll go out there, we'll lose. Bad. It wasn't supposed to be like this in year two of the uh, Shane Dayball regime, but here we are. Hans, I want to read some numbers off to you, and I want to get your reaction. Daniel Jones, 14 for 20, 119. Eric Gray, 12 carries, 25 yards. Darren Waller, 8 for 86. Flip it to the other side. Dolphins, Tua, 22 for 30, 308. Two TDs, two INTs. Devon A-Chain, 11 carries, 151 and a TD. Tyreek Hill, eight catches, 181 in a touchdown. Are the Giants, could they, is, is it just, were they just overmatched? Yeah, they're, they're just not good enough. I mean, that guy's going to have a new nickname, Devon off the A-chain. But a ching. Hey, uh, Paul, good to see you. I hope you're enjoying Florida. Um, guys, I'm at a loss for words. I really, uh, I, I try to come up with reasons why, like as I engage with people on Twitter and I, I do this show and I really have no answers for why they came out and ran it again pretty well to start some really good chunk plays there with gray, a holding penalty, of course, brings a big run back. 
you know, you could call them drops by Waller. Uh, he's got to make one of those two catches early on in the game. Maybe the one in the end zone was probably easier. Uh, that changes the perplex- the complexion of the game. But overall, man, it's a very, very bad product. It's um, it's actually, yeah, it's not enjoyable. It, it, it really isn't. My son and I, my two sons, we, we watch the game religiously. And, man, we just find ourselves laughing. And that's not a good place to be. Like, we're at the point where we just laugh at things that happen. Obviously, not people getting hurt and things like that. But when they give up a 78-yard run and – and chunk plays and missed, you know, half efforts on tackles and things like that, man. It just, yeah, man, that's not my, my cup of tea. So it is what it is. It's a bad, they're in a bad place, man. This is, this is treading on Joe judge second year territory. Joe. Oh, we're there with it. Uh, I took a lot of heat. I took a lot of heat on uh, X Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I was just like, uh, I put out a tweet that says, uh, don't say nothing to be about Miami's total yards on offense. Giants, D was playing their ass off. Three turnovers on the score. I know Miami had over 500 yards uh, on, in terms of total offense. But again, another one where the defense tried to do what they could do. I, I understand there were some bad spots, but you score on defense, two turnovers, and we couldn't get points off of that unless the defense put – the ball into the end zone. Otherwise, we got two uh two field goals out of it. Guys, it's just you're you're you, like you said, you're sitting there laughing. You and your sons are sitting there laughing. You're laughing from crying. You know, it's just one of those things where you, when your expectations get high on this team, bam, there goes the gut punch. I mean, we're talking at the half. At the half, the score was 17-7. And you're like, you're in the game with the Miami Dolphins. This high-powered offense where Wink, Wink Martindale compared to the greatest show on turf. And then the Dolphins come out and score 14 in the third quarter. And it just feels like, boom, that's it. I do not understand why this offense is so inept. Like, why they cannot move the ball. Why there can't be any sort of sustainable drives. And it's just, it. that's what's frustrating to everybody. You... Go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. You know, first, first of all, I thought you. I think you overplayed the defense. You know, I'm mean, five hundred, five hundred and twenty-four yards. You know, what I mean, I mean, you know, Tua did not play a great game. You know, they have a great scheme. He throws the ball seven yards, they get sixty. You know, I mean, they, they they're 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 not vertical, right? They're horizontal with their passing game. Um, when is the last time you saw a game where one team had forced three turnovers? and didn't have any turnovers, 3-0 in the turnover, giveaway-takeaway differential, and got beat soundly. Doesn't- 91%, Paul, I tweeted it out. 91% win rate. Yeah. And the Dolphins were vertical, just ask Trey Hawkins. Okay, now he, another, let, yeah. let's talk about that play, right? Okay. Because why was he on him? Yeah, I want to take you inside the locker room a little bit because, first of all, I think on that play, Adoree was out, right? That was early in the game. Adoree was out, not because he was cramping up, because a screw on his helmet came loose, his chin strap, okay? So he couldn't be in the game because his chin strap was loose. They said, you got to come out and fix it, okay? So then somebody said, well, could you use somebody else's helmet? He said, no, with my hair, we have the, you know, the precision helmets. You can't, I understand that. You can't, you can't share helmets. So he's out because there's a screw loose on his chin strap and he said, I thought I'd just be out, you know, a play. And then I, you know, I see all of a sudden they're all the way down the field. You know, they're, they're already scoring. So um, now, you know, the team, I'm not saying they're unraveling, but after the game, I was talking to Xavier McKinney, right? And I'm asking him about the big plays. 
you know, you guys talked all week. We know we have to prevent these chunk plays. I said, why were you not able to do it? And he said to me, look, what we're not doing here is blaming the defense, okay? We lost as a team. And I said, who's blaming the defense? You're a defensive player. I'm asking you about the defense. He said, what are you asking me? I said, well, you guys said you were going to try to prevent these chunk plays. Was it the scheme or was it the execution? You know, was it the, the just the speed? And he said, well, I, I don't like that question. You know what I mean? I, I, that, that's, not, that's not a good question. You know what I mean? Okay, so then, then – on that play, somebody else asked Xavier McKinney on the TV broadcast, they brought up that they were supposed to have safety over the top. Do you see Trey Hawkins kind of did this after the play? You know, he looked like he was looking for some help. So McKinney said, who said that? And he said, I think it was Jonathan Vilma on the broadcast. Right. So this is what Xavier McKinney said. OK, now, Jonathan Vilma played a lot of years in the league. Right. This is what McKinney says. No, that's not accurate at all. Then somebody said that was Jonathan Vilmo said, okay, he don't know what he's talking about then. He don't know football. He don't know coverage, clearly. You know, this team is going in a lot of different places here. They really are. You know, they really are. Um, you know, poor Josh Azudu, he was in tears at his locker. You know, I mean, you know, we're not making fun of that. You know, I'm in the locker room. I'm reporting it. You know, they benched him, right? He had three penalties on one series, right? And, you know, he he missed a block that got Daniel Jones hurt. Uh, um, Van Ginkle, you know, just basically dove on Daniel's back, right? Um, you know, so he's, you know, McKinney is being kind of defiant on one end, saying, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Josh Dezudu is is in tears. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau is talking about, um, you know, I still feel we can, you know, we can win 12 games or whatever he was saying. You know, and he's just trying to figure out, you know, he's just trying to say stuff. I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm just saying, you know, Brian Dable goes up there and I don't know if you guys saw his press comments. He had literally had no emotion, none. We have to do better. We have to do better. You know, so whatever he's telling his players is one thing, but to the fans and to the media, he is a complete flat line, which I don't think is a great look. You know, they have no answers. And now, you know, the quarterback. You know what is- I want? I, I want to hear and I want to see, and I know yelling doesn't fix anything, but but one of these linemen has to say, hey, media, come talk to me. I'm going to show the emotion. I'm going to show the grit and determination that a it's not okay to get your quarterback hit this much it's not okay when your quarterback's laying on the ground being taken out of a game because of his neck somebody needs to stand up and do that i don't know who it is is it evan neal it could be evan neal i don't care who it is it's just got to be somebody to say look well this is not good enough you know i know they say that individually but after a game like this and quite frankly four of them this year uh, they have to someone has to speak up and and do some bravado or or something uh, just to show that you care because we get a lot of I don't care vibes from this team. And, I, want uh, ask, I want to ask both you guys this, okay? Because I asked Kayvon Thibodeau directly, what is, is is this an angry locker room? Okay. And he said, I wouldn't call it angry. I'd call it passioned and strong-willed. So let me ask you two guys who played, is anger appropriate? And, you know, should we, like Lawrence, you kind of said we should be seeing that. You know, sometimes you say, we want to see anger. You know, okay, I don't know what that does, but I don't see anybody who, who who says, you know, okay, this is unacceptable. This has to change. You know, Dexter Lawrence, what last week said, you know, I'm not afraid to hurt feelings. You know, I don't know where that went. I don't know where that went at all. You know, I, so do do we need anger? You know, do we need anger from players? Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to be outright pissed off about this product and what you're putting on the field. Don't tell me you don't care what the fans think. You have to. Like, 
you don't want to you want to be able to go out and have fans say hello, how are you doing? Great game, things like that. I mean, you're a staple of that community. And and like you don't go anywhere right now. I'm sure they don't. Defense, Brandon, I, I don't yeah, I, I'll say they they didn't have a they had a they had a good first half, but again, I again they're on the field too much. We can't sustain drives. The turnovers I loved. But again, 520 yards is, is not, you know, good enough in this league. 31 points is not good enough in this league. Well, we're obviously. talking about the greatest show on turf. Like you said, like if you – if they 520 score, yards? If they go and they score off the other two turnovers, that's 21 points. We're talking about something completely different. Brandon, they gave fight, three plays. You can't fight seven with three. three. You cannot fight seven with three. They gave up three plays True. of more than 60 yards. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's – it's. I know – I don't think you even one defensive player would say they play well. I'm not saying that they – I'm not saying that – I'm not crowning them the best. That's just the least of our – like, of everything that's gone on, I, I feel it. It's like the least thing we could probably comment on it because they got three turnovers. They did do some things well, but yes. But that's where we are right now, right? It's like, <laughs> what do you talk about? Grant, Their offense Grant, can't function. Their offense they, cannot function. And uh, you're right, Brandon. Look, the def- I'm not going to say the defense can function. I'm not saying yeah. they gave up a ton of yards and some massive plays. They made some big plays, yes. And I'll tell you one thing, just as a takeaway on the side, if I'm the Dolphins and I'm a Dolphin fan and I'm the AFC, I mean, the Dolphins are really good, but, you know, I don't think Tua had a great game. And, you know, if you, no, if you challenge him in certain ways and you make him throw the ball down a field, I mean, he was throwing the ball up for grabs a lot today. You know, he really yeah. was. But that's, you know, that's a Miami and a Dolphin situation. You know, the Giants should have those problems where, you know, they got over 500 yards and, and someone's complaining about the quarterback. It's, it's They cannot function. You know, I mean, look, they have injuries. Andrew Thomas isn't there. You know, uh, um, you know, Bredesen has to go off for a play. You know, Golowinski is in there just because they have nobody else. Um it's, Baker Mayfield's little brother played today. Um, <laughs> so, I, so, I but basically, but basically, and I'm not trying to like, st- I'm not the attorney for the defense. Basically, what y'all are saying is y'all wanted th- this defense to hold the greatest show on turf 2023 to 17 points. Three turn. You, you, you guys just said the probability or the statistic. No, I, when you I, I didn't have a number. I just, I picked them to lose. I picked this exact score. I picked them you 31 you picked 17. The exact score. Yeah. So, um, I didn't think they could, but I thought they did some things like to keep them in the game. But again, the offense doesn't have a pulse. Like they, yeah, they had some nice plays to Waller when he was lined up on Eli Apple. They quickly figured out, hey, let's get Apple off of Waller. It's hard to say, man. I, I played a long time in that league. I, I have not seen anything so inept. You can go turn on any game on Sunday, and I swear to God, you can turn on any game and see functional offense. And they may be bad teams. Like the 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 Minnesota Vikings are one and four, just like the the Giants. But they they're in like they lost, but they they lost kind of at the gun today, you know, to the Chiefs. And then they've lost at the gun here, and they've lost. It it's just. It's bad. It's it's really really bad football, man. I, mean, I, I don't even I don't know, know how to. You know, I don't even know how to evaluate Daniel Jones today. You know, I mean, no. if somebody said to you, "Oh, I didn't see the game. How did Daniel play today?" What would you guys say? Me, palms up emoji. Hey, palms, <laughs> palms up, palms emoji. up. I, Paul, that's a great question. I don't know what you say, and it, but th- but this is the problem. That's the outside of the second half against the Cardinals. It's the same answer every week because he's on his back, 16 sacks in two games. But he didn't turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? He didn't – you know, in other games, he's turned the ball over. He's tried to force things. Um, you know, he's trying to force things. You know, um, 
Um, look, he, he has to learn how to not absorb these hits. I mean, it's just, I'm running and, you know, he has to, he has no regard for his body. Now he said afterwards, you know, he first, he said his neck was fine. And then he said, it's sore. You know, there's some pain, it's sore. And he said, it's, um, you know, because obviously he missed the last six games in 2000 and uh, 2021 with this. And he said, it's, I've certainly dealt with a similar issue issue and he said it's tough to say for sure he had an x-ray he did not say what the x-ray revealed he said we'll know more tomorrow i'm sure he'll get an mri you know he won't play we don't know much about that original injury either no he said he he said he said he had a proceed not today you know so he said right but we don't know specifically what he had done we do not but look obviously like was there hardware put in there i mean there's a lot of things you know, that they could have happened, but I'm just speculating. I don't know, but he was not like, moving his neck too well, you know, you know, in the press conference at all. Um, he said very little, um, you know, he, he is, I mean, you know, the other day, you know, this week he is, he's saying almost nothing, you know, he's not a great quote anyway, not that the you know fans really care about that, but he's gotten worse. Um, you know, I think he is shell shocked. I think he, he is absolutely. Man, how can you not be by getting the money? Um, you know, expectation and yep. just literally nothing has gone right. And now he's hurt again. Look, it looks like I think he is completely shell shocked by this. I, I got a question for you guys. If you're his agent, do you tell him to shut it down for a little bit? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Shut it down for a little bit. Or like if it's something similar to what he had. Oh, yeah. Don't come back. Don't try. I wouldn't play. Through. I wouldn't play behind this offensive line. Yeah. I know that's being selfish and, and self-centered, but you have to be selfish when it comes to your health. Yeah. Probably why Saquon hasn't dressed. So if you're Again, Saquon, speculating. If you're speculating. Saquon, do you come like are you in a hurry to get back? You know, there's different know. situations here. Daniel's in the first year of a four year 160. Saquon, million. Saquon's got a lot, a lot of wood to chop, right? He's 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 a free agent in you know, you 10 know, games. Every every game games. he misses is another game that the next GM is going to say. You missed this many games. You know, you're not reliable. Um, yep. Look, I mean, we saw what Jonathan Taylor just got, right? What do you get? 26 million guaranteed. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he, it he, comes out to about 14 a year. Which is third highest in the league, you know, which is good. Saquon was not offered that. But, you know, every day we hear Saquon's not going to play. Saquon's doubtful. Saquon's questionable. And I'm thinking to myself, he should have taken the contract. He should have taken Absolutely. What he would have been guaranteed, what, $22, 23000000 million. Now he's guaranteed eleven. Oh, by the way, there's $900,000 in incentives, right? Yeah. You can't get well, them, right? You can't get them. I'm not touching that. Well, no. well, well, all the numbers he will have no chance to get, and they're all contingent on the Giants making the playoffs. You know, those were – that was funny money, you know, you know, negotiated by Joe Shane. It, you know, it, it was, you know, I would say a 10 percent chance he was going to see any of that money. He's obviously going to see none of that money. You know, it, I mean, I'm a little shell shocked, too, that we are, you know, after five games, you know, bemoaning the fact that Saquon, you know, just can't get on the field and they can't block. I mean, how many how many years have we been doing this podcast? Jake, how many years have we been doing this podcast? Four, four years, okay. How many podcast episodes have we done talking about the offensive line? Talking about bad blocking, bad run blocking, bad protection. What, 80% of them maybe, right? I think one-fourth of our guests all time are offensive linemen <laughs> between Snee and Soiber and and O'Hara and Mark Schlereth. And we, we've just had anyone and everyone that could 
Uh, I can't for the life of me figure it out. Like, I don't know what it is. Are they just picking bad linemen? Because I feel like when they leave here, they go somewhere else and they can play competently. Well, look at look at Will Hernandez in in Arizona right now. Look at Eric Flowers when he left. Different staff, different staffs. I mean, you know, Justin Pugh left when it was kind of getting bad. Justin Pugh is now back. Can he bring something to this team in terms of leadership? It looks that way. Would he? Would Would Justin Pugh stand before you guys and give kind of a bravado type speech? I think he would, but I don't think anyone else will. Just you know, based on what we've seen. Someone's got to come out and put their you-know-what out on the table and say, look, we are going to do something about this. Let everyone know you're thinking that. Say it. If you say well, it, I don't, I don't think, existence. I don't think these guys are confident enough to do that. You know what I mean? You have to have some you have, someone has to be your ability to say, look, run behind me, man. You mm-hmm. know, you yeah. run behind me. And you but know no what? one has that. And, and you know what? The next time someone's going after Daniel, I will sit on oh my God and, and hold him and throw him to the ground. He's not touching my quarterback. And if I get 10 yard penalties, the coach will either take and me out. He's not getting sacked. This is a little, yeah. And this goes back into the, like, and I know you shouldn't get into things on social media and Twitter and all that stuff. But like, when you sure as hell have a good game, guys come out and tweet. Why did they let that Eric Armstead guy just make a comment about their quarterback? Like, that shouldn't, we got players taking shots at players, and it's mostly the Giants. And it's Daniel Jones. And, like, I don't ever see anyone coming to his back. Like, I just fire off a tweet and say, shut your mouth to the guy. Like, I don't care if you're on defense or it, who, it just – I. Who, who grades out Who grades out good enough to be able to fire back and do that? After that San Francisco game, who would you say played a good enough game or put good enough product to fire back? Because then then – you go, you go super petty if you're Armstead and is like, hey, is this you but, knocked over? Is this you getting the ball knocked over? But he made comments after the Seahawks game is what I'm talking about, oh, Eric Armstead. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, well, why didn't you play like that against us or hold yeah. the ball like that against us? You know, I just – things like that. Just don't let people take shots at you. Just don't. Like they, you know, But they, they're just a target. The Giants are a target for are criticism. They- over-evaluating their own players, okay? Obviously, we've talked about Evan Neal. You know what I mean? You know, did they over-evaluate him? You know, at this point, you have to say yes. Now, Evan Neal's hopefully got a lot longer in his career, but he is not a reliable right tackle now. You know, Andrew Thomas, this group didn't draft. You know, they drafted John Michael Schmitz. He's hurt now. You know, he had a rough start to his rookie year, to his NFL indoctrination, which is to be expected. Okay, fine. Um, You know, they drafted – John Michael Schmitz? I don't think he was great. I, I know you're higher than him and I was. I, I I think that a lot of the issues they were having in the middle with the twists were, were, were you know, guys compensating for him and things like that. But, okay, uh, Marcus McKeithen is a draft pick of theirs, right? You know what I mean? Josh Zudu is a third-round draft pick of theirs, you know? I mean, is it too much to expect for these guys to come in and play competent football? You know, Glowinski, they signed last year for decent money. And now after one game this year, they were like anybody but Glowinski, anybody. We have to find anybody, you know, anybody. We have to put Marcus McKeithen on the field who had two snaps in his NFL career. We got to start him. You know what I mean? So um, there's a little bit of musical chairs here. And, and you know, I understand the left tackles out. I get that. But you know what? Andrew Thomas can't fill three spots. You know what I mean? You know, and I know he makes everybody better if he if he's a, an anchor in there. I get that. But they've missed on a lot of these things. And look, let's not expect Justin Pugh to be any kind of, you know, Justin Pugh is like 290 pounds. He's working himself back into shape. He's got to get acclimated. And he's a guard. 
you know, he's a guard. He's not a tackle. You know, he's a guard. You know, Josh Azuna is, 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 a, is a guard. They wanted him to beat out Ben Bredesen for the starting left guard spot this summer. They wanted him to. They gave him every opportunity. He didn't do it. Bredesen beat him out. Then Azudu has to do emergency left tackle work. And, you know, the poor kid is, you know, I think they may have to sit him down. You know, I think they may have to just put Pert in the game and sit Azudu down because he is too emotional and too, you know, he needs, I think he needs a break. You know, I do think he needs a break. And, you know, it's a tough thing to say, but I think he needs a break. This is the NFL, right? This is the NFL. If you are. So we're, we're going to have a timeout for an NFL offensive lineman? Well, first of all, he's not playing well. So it's not like, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's a. You're not going to get better sitting in the stands. Well, I mean, you got your quarterback hurt. You know what I mean? I mean, that's no, what's I, wrong with this this current era of player. Well, we're going to give him a seat. We're going to let him sit down. I don't feel sorry ties. for players. I don't, don't feel do sorry it. for players like that. Buckle your shit up and go to work. Yes. But he, he maybe do. he can't do it right now. Maybe he just can't do it. You're I mean, not going to get better sitting in the, in the in the clubhouse, Paul. But but he Buckle may not your goddamn chin strap and go to work. Bite down. You got there for a reason. You got to this NFL for a reason. He's but lost he, confidence. That's all. Yeah, he but you got to go play. Go play. Go play. I, the sit him. That's the 2023 football world. No, we don't sit. We got to go play. They buckle their chin straps. The the, the, the screw in the chin strap breaks. Only those come out. They break. They yes, come out, and then you have to sit on the side. So that's well, twenty. Yeah. That's twenty three football. Yeah, we had that back in our day moment. The back in our day moment, right there. It was no, it was no, like you said, times no sitting down. Get up. You can't up, go play. You can't man. You go gotta practice. get pick yourself up. I know his and listen. I and I appreciate Josh Azudu was emotional. That means a lot to me because I, I respect that. But man, you're not going to get better by sitting. Well, I'm not saying he doesn't. He's not asking to be sit sat down. I, you know, I'm not he, saying. He, yeah, but he's being he, asked to play a very difficult role for this team. Yes, he I get it. So, yeah, well, if he, if he maybe Andrew comes back next week, then he goes back to guard, then he can have some success. But I appreciate some emotion in the locker room. All right, really quick, final thoughts. Put a bow on this game. Look ahead just a little, just a tad bit, because they go to Buffalo, another primetime game, Sunday night football. Paul, I'll start with you. Final thoughts on this game, and look, I see you smiling. You got a flight to catch. Give give us something. <laughs> we'll that's how we started it. Three thirty wake up call. That's okay. That's okay. Um, the Dolphins were coming off a loss, right? And were primed to play at home, you know. And and you know, you know, took care of the Giants pretty easily. Buffalo was was in London, coming off a loss. No one saw. You know, here's what here's what I would say about first of all the next game quickly is that you know Joe Shane and Brian Dable were the toast of the town last year. Now they're going back to Buffalo where they came from, right? And they got to be thinking, what are we bringing with us here? You know, what are we bringing with us? I don't know what they can hang their hat on. I don't know what they can hang their hat on. And that's why Brian Dable, I think, is so monotone and, you know, so stoic because I don't know if he knows. I don't know if he knows what to do. You know, I think they're smart coaches. We gave him a lot of credit last year for schemes and smarts and everything kind of came together. Right. And God, is it unraveled quickly. And, and, um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I don't think they're, I didn't think they were great, but I did not think it would, you know, I didn't think they would not be non-competitive. You know, they are absolutely, I don't know if lucky is the right word, but they are this close to being 0-5, right? Sure. Close to being 0-5, you know, it's yeah. not, and, and they are not at all close to winning another game. So that's pretty bad. Yeah. John Maris quote means more now today from the off season than it did ever. Right. You can go from Bono to Bozo in this town. Yes. And I mean, you couldn't have said it more perfectly. Like John Mayer, I was obviously lived in this market. He owns the team, 
But man, we are heading that way. This is a colossal, colossal failure as a team. Colossal. Just like that. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you can't keep beating a dead horse. I got. You, I, got I, I do not have dirt that. on them yet, right. but the shovel is in the ground. Yep. I'll say that. And no, you, know, you, made, you made a great point when you said, you know, you, you and your son are sitting there and you're like, you know, I know you're not laughing at them. You're laughing because you're so frustrated. I know people yeah. who said to me, I am not watching the game today. I believe it. I am not watching the game. I have no expectation they will do well. And I don't need that for three hours. You know, it is not enjoyable watching the no. jobs they're saying. And, and I as much it. as people care, it can hurt your health. And, like, I'm not and kidding. I don't think that's it, being a bandwagon. I don't, you know, it's one thing, you know, you what? don't need to be against them. But I understand what people are saying. It's a nice day. It's a crisp fall day. I don't crisp. need, I don't need three hours of this. It, it, it bothers me no. too much. I get it. And that's. Because people care. It got late too darn early here. That's that's no question about yeah, that. I left when Tyrod Taylor came in. I was like, this is over. It took my son. We went and kicked some field goals. So he's trying to become a kicker. There you go. There you go. All right. I guess, like, for me, I would say, like, you know, Joe Shane, Tyrod Taylor, Brian Dables going back to uh, Buffalo. You remember how Dion said, I'm coming with Louis Luggage. I guess those guys are saying, I'm, they're coming with the shop right bag as a carry-on. You know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's one of those situations right they now. You got Jan Sports. You got Jan Sport backpack. <laughs> you know, the zipper's all broke. That sort uh, of thing, man. It's just, right now, this team is, is in shambles. I don't like the quotes you're getting from X, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau is trying to toe the line a little bit from some of the comments he's had. Everyone's angry. Everyone's frustrated, including this fan base. Uh, we had a good time with uh, DJ Camelo and Amar Bradshaw, you know, today. Um, those guys kind of were kind of upbeat, but it's just one of those things going into Buffalo. We don't know what to expect. You heard what we feel. Now I'm very anxious to hear the Scotsman. Say we're not doing a good enough job. Yeah, it's all on me. I'm the head coach. So offense, defense, kicking game. And that says cheerio to episode 155 of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Harps for producing the show. Lawrence, this is absolutely disgusting. We're going to have to come up with other topics. We might have to do a show about something else. Do we do it about bagpipes, Scottish culture? What the hell do we talk about? Do we do tea and crumpets and talk about football across the pond in London? Well, as we say over in Scotland, this is a rubbish product. Absolute shite. Absolute rubbish. The Giants have not played complimentary football. Oh, anyway, off to subscribing to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Watch full episodes by subscribing to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. Just follow the Blue Rush playlist. Give us a wee thumbs up and comment below how terrible these bloody Giants are at the moment. For Brandon London and Paul Schwartz, I'm Lawrence Taines. We return for our Blue Rush Preview Podcast Thursday as we look ahead to the Giants' Sunday matchup against those bloody table-breaking bells. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush. Cheerio!